Welcome to the Memory Hole Show, where we talk about interesting ideas, promote freedom, and push back against authoritarianism. I'm your host, Brian. Welcome back to the Memory Hole Show, everyone. The playoffs have started. Hockey night is pretty much every night. I love this time of the year for sports. It's something to look forward to, especially in these crazy times that we're living in now. So this week, I'd like to discuss principles and a person I follow on Twitter that is fighting to uphold her principles and I suppose you could say the principles of many other parents. Might I remind everyone that in this woke world we have to join together to push back and I think we've reached peak woke although I have said that before and was wrong so hard to tell. This week's episode has a lot of watchable content or things you can look at the links are on the memoryholeshow.com in the show notes, so go on over to there and check it out. And while you're there, like and share the content on social media to give the podcast a little boost. You can also find links to the episode pinned in my Twitter profile and on Facebook if that's your playground. Just a quick heads up, the content I discussed today deals with some disturbing topics, so be forewarned. Let me just say, it's worth the listen because the woke D.I.E. crowd is going after our kids and we need all parents and people in general to fight back. And now, onto the show. In order for a society to function and survive, the citizens fundamentally have to have some common ground with regards to their beliefs and values. You don't have to agree on everything, but you have to agree on something. That something, I thought, was children. I thought everyone believed in protecting children, in preserving their innocence, that children were off-limits. And it appears I was wrong. It appears that we've lost the concept of principles. This is no more clear than an education where we suffer from woke educational capture. I've noticed in my life that good ideas generally don't need to be coerced. Good ideas get adopted willingly. That's because they're good ideas. Bad ideas, on the other hand, don't get adopted easily. That's why they're coerced. But the idea of coercion implies a willingness to accept or not accept ideas, which is why indoctrination is so frequently used. Indoctrination avoids this willingness to accept ideas problem because the recipient hasn't yet formed their own ideas to create a resistance against those new ideological ideas that are being pushed. Why deprogram people only to have to then reprogram them? It takes extra steps and effort. Why not instead program them before they form their own ideas? Now combine that idea with the idea of the slippery slope. Many people get called conspiracy theorists for even mentioning the idea of a slippery slope. But really, what I think conspiracy theorists are getting at is that once you break a principle, more violations of that principle will occur. That's because when it has been deemed as acceptable that the principle can be broken, they will be broken. The breaking of principles is how the slippery slope starts, which is why principles matter and shouldn't be broken in the first place. So this all came to mind the other day when I was thinking about the idea of regulatory capture. That's the idea where regulatory agencies no longer represent the citizens they were intended to protect, but rather the industries or businesses they regulate. It's the reverse of what it should be. The reason why this came to mind is because of some tweets that I saw that made me realize how badly our education system has become. 
our education system has been captured. It no longer represents the parents and their values, but instead it represents woke special interests. Reading and writing and math have been replaced with promoting a victim mindset, race obsession, and discrimination based on your victim status. So if there's one thing I've learned in life, it's that you don't mess with mothers and their kids. One such mother, Michelle, Twitter handle at MichelleLA1981, is someone that I follow on Twitter. She's one of the brave mothers that fought the Durham District School Board, which is a school board here in the greater Toronto area, about not flying political flags on the flagpole of the school her kids go to. The flagpole should only be for the Canadian flag or the US flag or whichever country you live in, and that's it. Now, I mentioned that you shouldn't mess with mothers and their kids for a reason though. See, Michelle attended a school board meeting along with other parents to discuss certain woke sexual books that are in schools. See the tweets linked if you want to see the content that they're referring to, but it is pretty nasty. Okay, so these are books that promote the woke left's sexual preferences. Remember in the beginning when I said that I thought the innocence of children should be a universal value in society, something we could all agree on? Unfortunately, look no further than these books to see that that is not the case. These books are clearly not age appropriate for grade school kids. Yet the woke like to sexualize and indoctrinate young kids. This normalization is disgusting. But if that wasn't bad enough, then look at the educational capture that prevents parents from speaking out about this very topic. From a memo that went out to parents, I'd like to read the restrictions that were imposed by the school board. Parents were prohibited from asking questions about gender identity questions in schools, sexual orientation education in schools, gender neutral washrooms, change rooms, mixed gender sports, sexually explicit books in DDSB libraries, age appropriate literary themes in DDSB libraries, and secret gender transitions at DDSB schools. Notice how they've at least admitted this is sexually explicit. But here's the thing. The Venn diagram of this list that I just read and a list that pedophiles would want is 100% overlapped here in my opinion. What right does the educational system have in telling parents what they can talk about with educators? None. We pay your wages. Unfortunately, school boards hire a great many DIE people at very high salaries, I might add, to promote this mind and body destroying ideology. So they're doing what they're paid to do. I simply can't imagine the hubris they have to think that they know what's best for our kids, that they can tell us what beliefs and values our kids will get. And worst of all, we can't even question their indoctrination. It's absolutely disgusting. So given all that, how do you think the meeting that Michelle attended went? Have a listen for yourself. So the title that's actually being questioned this evening, uh, Gender Queer, um, was actually reviewed during the 2021-2022 school year from a concern that was raised by a community member at that time. The committee that was formed in response to the concerns read the book and in consideration of DDSP's Indigenous Education and Human Rights Policy, concluded that the book was found to align with the district's policies and can remain in distribution.
Again, we need to be respectful. We're going to be respectful of the people asking the questions. I ask the trustees to please move to the other room, please. Trustees, I Now, you can check out the video here on MemoryHoleShow.com, but for those of you that are listening, in the face of angry parents, the school board staff simply left. What a joke they are. All I can say is that people are waking up and starting to push back. And this pushback is going to get harsh. That's because these DIE woke people took advantage of our good nature. We gave an inch of acceptance and they shoved a mile of grooming down our throats. Now, up until now, I've been hesitant to call this grooming, but I can't deny this anymore. There are too many things, too many data points, if you will, that point to a direction. And this direction isn't good. Going back to principles and breaking them, once it's been determined that children can consent to cutting off their sexual bits, possibly without parents' knowledge, even to the point where if parents reject their child's insistence to transition, they could lose custody of their child. And once children can consent to that, pedophilia is next. This dot in the series of dots I've been connecting started when I was thinking about the societal switch from objective truth and reality to subjective truth. Now, apart from subjective truth being a complete contradiction of ideas, I wondered, like many, that if someone can self-identify as the opposite sex, why can't they identify as a different ethnicity or even a different species? And then I saw some people asking if they could identify as being 65 years old in order to collect their pension. So if everything is a subjective identity, could older people claim to be minors too? What a disaster that would be. Then I discovered the term minor attracted persons, which is a euphemism for pedophile. But with this can of worms opened, the ability to subjectively identify your reality and forcing others to accept your delusion, anything can be justified because there's no objective standard. There's no principle at play. So at this point, you've either already heard of what I'm saying, or you think I'm utterly mad. If you still need more proof, let's look at the United Nations-backed cabal of agencies for guidance. They recently released a document, which is also linked here at MemoryHoleShow.com. Take a look. So in the document, they talked about the principle of consent and how it relates to children. Here's an excerpt of interest. With respect to the enforcement of criminal law, any prescribed minimum age of consent to sex must be applied in a non-discriminatory manner. Enforcement may not be linked to the gender slash sex of participants or age of consent to marriage. Moreover, sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age of consent to sex may be consensual in fact, if not in law. In this context, the enforcement of criminal law should reflect the rights and capacity 
of persons under 18 years of age to make decisions about engaging in consensual sexual conduct and their right to be heard in matters concerning them. Pursuant to their evolving capacities and progressive autonomy, persons under 18 years of age should participate in decisions affecting them with due regard to their age, maturity, and best interests, and with specific attention to non-discrimination guarantees. So, you see what they've done here. They suggest that sexual consent laws might be wrong, and we should consider the capacity of the minor as above the law when determining the minor's ability to consent. This is the thin edge of the wedge, overruling laws to redefine consent. Think about this. How young does persons under 18 years go? 14 years old? 10 years old? 5 years old? It doesn't specify. It's left vague. Who is the person that they are consenting with? Is it another minor? Is it a middle-aged person? It doesn't specify. See how vagueness can open a massive can of worms here? They do mention that people under 18 should be evaluated based on their evolving capacities. But how can you tell the capacity of a minor to consent? Who determines their capacity? Do the people that want to have sex with minors actually interview the mental state of their victims? Does the minor determine that? The Tide Pod trend wasn't that long ago, just saying. Either way, this breaks principles. Once a minor can make their judgment of determining what sex they want to be and then get the surgery to go along with it, they can consent in principle even though they're minors. And once they can consent to something major like a surgery, sexual consent is not that big of a deal. See how this works? Principles matter. All I have to say is we are in dark times, people. The time to wake up and join the people that have already started to push back is now. Join the fight with the Michelle LAs of the world. You might be okay with giving yourself up, but for crying out loud, leave the kids alone. You know, I really hated having to do that episode. I hate the fact that we even have to discuss topics like these in the first place. There shouldn't be videos like the one that Michelle L.A. posted. What has this clown world come to? As I've said before, silence, not speaking up and defending your values, is what gets us here in the first place. If you believe in the innocence of kids, that they should be protected from this gross indoctrination, then share and like this episode. I know many of you aren't willing to speak up yet, so let my voice do that for you, at least for now. But I'd rather have more voices pushing back, to be honest. Okay, so that's it for this week. Keep the fight going. Share the show, like the episode notes on Twitter and on MemoryHoleShow.com. And until next week, for Christ's sake, speak up or you'll get memory hold.
All content from the MemoryHoleShow.com and the Memory Hole Show podcast is for the purpose of entertainment and presented solely as opinion.